Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joan. On today's episode, we're going to go over some ways to save money on your next Disney trip. Yeah, And specifically Walt Disney World, because some of the tactics and things, I think, are are geared towards Walt Disney World. Not that you couldn't use them at Disneyland, but we are obviously more familiar with Disney World. We go there a lot more often, so uh, it's easier to do that. And also, that's the place I feel like you go to if you're going to take a major vacation, you're going to Disney World. Disneyland's good for like a few days, but two or three days, I think, kind of covers everything because there's only two it, parts. I was just going to say, I, I feel like I don't want to hate on Disneyland because every time I go, I'm like, this is a smaller park. And then I end up being like, wow, they do such a good job over here in Disneyland. So yeah, but I mean, it's just more expansive over at Disney World. Exactly. So you need more time. So we're going to go over some of our like best tips to save money on your next trip because the other thing with Disney is it's, it's very expensive. Yeah, absolutely. And it does not get cheaper. Uh, no. So, but before we cover that, we're going to go over the Disney news of the week. So the Haunted Mansion trailer came out for the new movie that's going to be out this summer. Looks really good. It's going to be out in theaters, which I think is a good sign that it's it's going to be in theaters and it's not something that's just going straight to Disney+. Plus. But it was definitely scarier than I was expecting because I was thinking this was going to be more of like a family-friendly kids film. Not that it's not still family-friendly, but there was definitely a lot more like scares in the trailer where it's like, I don't think this is for like young, young kids. Yeah, I think that what makes this really interesting is I think that they might try to thread the needle that the Haunted Mansion does, where it's a, you know, with as a ride, it's got some really funny zany moments, but I mean, there's some creepiness to it. And I the movie trailer definitely seems like it leans a little towards the creepy. And it goes back to some of the things we've talked about on the podcast before with, you know, the arguments sort of going on with the Imagineers of what the Haunted Mansion should be. So I'm almost wondering if they didn't try to marry those two things, because based on the trailer, it seems like, you know, the people really respect and love the Haunted Mansion because there's tons of nods to the ride and yeah, the, the characters and the lore. Yeah, the house is basically the Haunted Mansion from Disneyland. It's, so it seems like it's it's more geared towards the Disneyland's version in terms of theming and setting. Um, so the house looks just like it. You know, a lot of the stuff, and then a lot of the stuff is based on the ride. But yeah, I mean, like the the design aesthetic of it, the stretching room, like the mm-hmm. pictures are exactly the same as on the ride. So it's very well done from that perspective. It's it's kind of like like the Muppets did a great job with the Muppets Haunted Mansion. And what was so great about that is it took everything you knew about the Haunted Mansion and love the wallpaper, the design, all that sort of stuff, and added the Muppets to it. And it seems like they're they're doing this. They're taking the the pieces that you know about the Haunted Mansion the nods to it that that fans are going to love, people who love the attraction are going to love, and then they're adding, you know, a great cast and it looks like it looks like it will be a good story. Like it looks like it's a good ensemble cast. You got you know some comedic actors, so I think there'll be some funny moments in it, there'll be some scary moments in it. It, it overall this looks really good. I think I wasn't expecting much from it. Maybe that's why I'm so pleasantly surprised, but I'm very, very excited for this movie now. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. And I love that they're bringing Owen Wilson in. Um, you know, he's kind of like a little bit of a, a national treasure. He's made, remained relevant for quite some time. And Disney sort of brought him back into the limelight a little bit more with Loki. And so seeing Mobius in this movie, it's, it's just really fantastic. And I can't wait to what see it. What if it ends is. that he is Mobius? That this is Maybe just tied into the whole MCU. And now that there's ghosts in the MCU. 
maybe. I don't know, but we got to see the hat box ghost. I don't know. It was exciting. It was it was only a minute and a half teaser trailer, but I think it did. I think it did great. Like I think this is the best you could have expected so far in terms of this movie. Yeah. And then over at Disney World, the Flower and Garden Festival started beginning of March. March first, it runs through July fifth. They release the topiaries and they have Encanto topiaries topiaries. and they have a Tiana topiary. And, you know, we were joking because I was like, you know, we're going to Disneyland this year. No trips to Disney World this year. Yeah, we're, we're Ma- maybe next year because we went we went for the dopey. Yeah, and then the topiaries came out, and that night I came home and I said, "Look at the topiaries! I really want to go see these topiaries <laughs> in person." Like I'm booking a like I was joking. I was like, "I'm going this weekend. I'm booking a flight." But the top they look great. The Encanto topiaries look great, and I think the other thing that gets me so excited about this, and it's like, you know, tell me you're a Disney fan without telling me you're a Disney fan. Well, I get excited about topiaries, so <laughs> that's how you know. The Flower and Garden Festival is great, but the topiaries usually are the same from year to year. And I feel like this is the first year in a couple of years where they have new, exciting topiaries. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, for uh, seriously, for whatever reason, if I could somehow just go for the day to see the topiaries, I would be in. Yeah, I think they have four Encanto ones and then the Tiana one, and all of them look really incredible. Um, but since it doesn't look like we're going down to Disney World, what do you think? I'm telling you, I, I booked the flight. I'm going. <laughs> What do you think our neighbors would do if we built a uh, like a Maribel, uh, <laughs> Maribel well, topiary? This would be like one of those like nailed it. You know how like on nailed it they oh make the gosh, terrible yeah. cakes. We try to do a topiary, and well, people it, it is it is interesting on. because they they talked about in the promo video that they've been growing these for a year. I mean, they basically mm-hmm. start a year ahead. Um, but what's interesting, you have Isabella. You know, she obviously is controls flowers and everything like that but they talked about hers topiaries the first one made completely out of succulents Mm -hmm. so they kind of went with like a different style and feel about this i feel like i need to stop talking because otherwise this is going to become a 45 minute podcast talking about how great topiaries are (laughs) at disney but i'm very excited about it they also have some new orange bird merchandise which looks really great so I mean, Disney, their marketing team knows what they're doing because I now really want to go to the Flower and Garden. <laughs> and I have to tell myself, like, no, we can't go. So hopefully they have these next year. Joe. Yeah. Self-control. But I uh, I really want to go. So Yeah, I agree. I, I will not lie. I looked at flights the next day of like, well, is there any good deals <laughs> coming up? But uh, alas, there's not. So yeah. I right. want to jump into one question we had from a listener this week before we get into our main topic. So the question this week comes from Grady C. And Grady writes, what are you guys most excited about for Disney 100th? And do you think Disney may spread the celebration throughout all of the parks, as in start in Disneyland and then like move to the other parks around the world? So I- I'll answer kind of the second part of that question first i definitely think that's a smart idea for disney to do to kind of walk this around to the other parks i think what we'll probably see is at the end of march once walt disney world's 50th anniversary is done maybe then you know in a month or two like an announcement about a hundredth anniversary celebrations at the parks i think disneyland's definitely going to be the focal point but I think you could see some celebration elements. I think it's just hard because Walt Disney World just celebrated 50th. Tokyo is celebrating their 40th. Paris just celebrated their 30th. So they've all kind of had celebrations. Um, so I think it's hard to have like a huge celebration for the 100th. But I think they could add little touches. Again, I think this is probably going to last a year, 18 months. So I think they could could do that. But what I'm most excited about 
and it's not necessarily hundred specific, but just seeing World of Color. <laughs> so going to Disneyland, being able to finally see World of Color, because every time we go, it's been closed. But they have a new show for the hundredth, and also they have that new um, projection mapping nighttime show over in Disneyland on the castle mm. with Baymax flying mm. over the castle and everything. Girl, I'm so excited about that. So I, I think those are the things I'm most excited about. Yeah, for sure. Those, those things I'm definitely excited about. I'm really excited to try to get my my hands on those Minnie Mouse paint drip ears. That oh, you want the merch? Oh yeah. my gosh, I want those so bad. I know how expensive they are, but um, you know I, I do want them. They've got to come out with more of them. As far as merch is concerned, I do think that they'll spread the love to the other parks because they're probably going to start bringing in so much merch that they're going to start you know the overflow they they'll, have, they'll they put it in merch. the other parks yeah, i mean they do have merch at the other parks i mean we got the lounge fly bag down at disney world so yes, i mean that, that kind of spreads out for sure yeah absolutely so i think that there will be more and just like the 50th over at disney world where we saw at the beginning there was a bunch of merch and then they kind of changed throughout the year and they got some different stuff i'm sure we'll see some of that as well so i think that it's just, you know, I, and I feel like their merch department lately has been either I am drinking the Disney Kool-Aid more, which is probably what it what it really is, or I think that their merch department has gotten better. I think it's the supply chain. I think they just finally got everything. Yeah, it could <laughs> be. Everything. It could be. I, I will say, I think, you know, one other thing with the 100th, I think probably besides the nighttime shows, the thing I'm most excited for is probably the stuff they haven't announced yet. Because I mm-hmm. feel like they, they announced, you know, we got some new shows, some stuff is coming back. But I feel like they still don't have like a new attraction or a new land. Like I feel like the I think desti- that's in the pipeline. Yeah, I feel like the destination D twenty three later this year. I think is going to be some big announcements. Not that the stuff's going to get built and started before the hundredth celebration is over, but I definitely think they have some big announcements coming that you know can kind of tie in. Of it's been a hundred years. You know, we're looking now at the next hundred years. What what's the big thing we're going to do? And some big announcements. And maybe, you know, we could get something soon, you know, a new meet and greet, something like that to kind of get excited about. But I think they're going to have some big announcements there. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, maybe maybe we'll get news of we were talking about how they got approved for more land. So maybe we'll get an expansion to the parks or a new park. Um, I don't know. I think I think that we'll we'll get something here pretty soon because they've got to try to keep up with Universal. All right, but thanks, Grady, for your question. If any of our other listeners have a question that you'd like us to answer, you can head over to our website, enchantedears.com slash podcast question uh, and ask it there. All right, so going into our main topic, way to save money on your next Disney trip. And if you are looking to plan a trip to Disney and you want some help planning the trip, uh, you can reach out to Becky Ginther at Castle Dreams Travel. She's our, our official travel agent of the Enchanted Ears podcast, and she will help you plan your trip at no additional cost to you. That's the nice thing about a travel agent. You don't pay any extra. You pay the same price whether you book it or not. But if there's uh, a discount that comes out later, Becky will stay on the phone and help you get that discount so you won't have to wait on the phone and get that for you. Um, she's great. She's helped us plan trips in the past. Yep. Highly recommend her. We will put uh, her information in the description if you're interested, uh, but you can email her at G at castledreamstravel.com. So if you are planning and you're like, whoa, I got to save some money though, because this is very expensive because Disney is very expensive, uh, which is one of the reasons why I'm not taking a spontaneous trip down to see the topiaries. Um, so... So how can you save money taking a trip? I think it's obvious to a certain extent. And some of these may be like, well, yeah, that makes sense. You know, they're, they're kind of 
common sense type things, obviously, like just spend less money. Wow, really great sell there, Joe. I know. These are all common sense. Don't no. even bother listening to the podcast. No, listen, because sometimes, <laughs> I mean, like sometimes instinctively you know things, but sometimes hearing it again helps you kind of like uh, rationalize okay. it. Okay, this is good because there are so many times where I'm like, oh, I knew this. Why didn't I just listen to myself? So, all right, you resold me. Exactly. Sometimes you need somebody to tell you to listen to yourself. So, yeah, obviously it's like, hey, spend less money. That's one. So but, we're here to make you feel good about yourself. Just know exactly. That. This is a feel good podcast. This is a feel good show. So my first tip is to not get Genie Plus every day, and I think this is a little bit easier now because Disney changed how you get Genie Plus. Because initially, when Genie Plus came out, when you would go on and you would book your trip, you'd book your hotel, your ticket combo, it would automatically come up and say, "Do you want to buy Genie Plus?" And it was for every day of the trip. And so if you just did that. It would be two, three hundred dollars, whatever it may be, additional for Genie Plus every day. And so, if you maybe didn't know Genie Plus that well, you might be like, "Yeah, okay, I'll add that." And again, boom, that's another two, three hundred dollars to your trip. Now, because it's flexible pricing, you have to buy it day of, which I think is actually better because I think it helps you save money because you don't fall into that trap of, oh, just one click and I added it to every day of my trip. Because I don't think you need it every single day of your trip. No. You know, we, we've talked about it. Um, it. It obviously fluctuates. It starts at $15 a day and goes up from that. You know, Magic Kingdom, it probably makes sense in a park like that. But like Epcot, do you really need to buy Genie Plus that day? Probably not. So I think you can definitely save money by just being smart about the days you purchase it. Right. And, you know, I'm going to stand in here for, you know, the the lay person. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I have absolutely no clue. But I know that sometimes when you look on your on an app and there's some sort of tracker of like how heavy the crowds are in the parks. So, I mean, maybe you could tell everyone what you're using i totally know what it is but you know again i'm just i'm asking for a friend because okay. obviously it would make sense whenever there's a high crowd volume maybe maybe you do genie plus plus that day yeah so that, that's a good point and that's actually another tip a nice segue i don't even think you meant to do that but i, I didn't another way to save is just not using Genie Plus altogether and using something like touring plans. So obviously you can go on the Walt Disney, My Disney Experience app and see wait times for the parks, but that's kind of day of. But touring plans, it's $18 a year. So that's a one-time cost. It's way way cheaper. cheaper And they have crowd calendars out there. So to your point, you can see the days you're planning to go. Is it going to be on a scale of one to 10? How crowded is the park going to be? So that may help you decide, hey, it's going to be an eight or a nine. It's very crowded. Let me get Genie Plus. Um, so they have that. They also have like live updates for actual wait times. They can help you plan your day. So if you don't have Genie Plus, tell you, you know, hey, I want to ride all of these attractions and it will help plan out the most efficient way and everything like that. It also has like room finders with touring plans. So you can find like the best room with the best, you know, sight lines as your hotel and everything like that. So that's a great way. And that's actually what we use. I mean, we, we use yeah. the touring plans app, but we've not actually gotten genie plus before because we use the touring plans app and it is very efficient in telling you, Hey, don't ride this now. Wait till later because it's going to, you know, the wait time's going to cut in half. Yeah. And if you're interested in knowing more about what touring plans is, check out our episode where we interviewed Len Testa, who, uh, who created that app. 
But one additional thing I want to say about Genie Plus, just moving back to that, you know, I, I ran some numbers. So in addition to just not getting it every day, it may also be cheaper to just stay an extra day and not get Genie Plus. So if you were somebody that was planning on getting Genie Plus every day, so let's say um, you were planning to go for five days, a five-day ticket, no park hopper, is $495 a person. To get a six-day park hopper is only $510 a person. So it's only $15 more to go to the parks the extra day. So if you would get five days of Genie Plus for a family of four, uh, at the minimum price of the the fifteen dollars a day, it's going to be three hundred dollars for a family of four. So, an additional day of tickets for four people is sixty bucks. So, if your hotel room is less than two hundred and forty dollars a night, which you can get hotel rooms in Orlando for less than two hundred forty dollars a night, you can get them at Disney for less than two hundred forty dollars a night, depending on when you go. It's actually cheaper to stay the extra day and buy an extra day park ticket and then not buy Genie Plus at all. The logic there is you're there an extra day, so you have more time to do what you want. So Genie Plus, yeah, if you're only there two or three days, you got to cram a lot into two or three days. But if you're there six days instead of five days, you now have more opportunity to ride everything, and you don't need Genie Plus. And you could actually save money if you get a reasonably priced hotel room. And also, I mean, I'm not... 100% 100% confident on this, but also I know that, you know, flights typically in the middle of the week, I think, are cheaper than on the weekend. So if you stay that sixth day, that's going to put you close. If you pick, like, say, a Wednesday to fly in, you're leaving on a Tuesday, which is still kind of in the middle of the week. So actually, it might save you money on your flight as well, not leaving on, like, say, a Monday or a Sunday. Yeah, definitely. You can you can kind of book around that. Uh, another thing to do is take advantage of the free stuff Disney offers, which isn't necessarily a lot. But there is some free things you can do at Disney. So obviously, hang out at the pool. If you stay at like Art of Animation, they have a really nice pool there. Most of the hotels have really Underwater nice pools. Underwater music. Exactly. So, so spend a day at the pool. Disney Springs is always a great place to go. They have great entertainment there all the time. They have great nighttime entertainment. You can walk around. You can spend half a day there very easily. The other thing is, and I don't know that a lot of people know this, if you book a vacation package through Disney, you book your hotel and your tickets all together, you get these magical extras coupons. And one of the things you get is free mini golf at one of the two mini golf courses on property. So if you get that, that's a nice thing you can do where you do not have to pay anything extra to go play mini golf. And it's a nice little thing you can do additional that's absolutely free. Judging by the last time we went to that mini golf, I think a lot of people knew because there was a long wait. But yeah, it it is really cool. And it's a it's a fun thing to do because when you're down there, you're, you know, you're not necessarily expecting to go play a cool mini golf course. And I think it was, it was a lot of fun. The one we played, I think was the one that was more like a, like a golf course. I feel like it was more golf course themed. It was more like realistic versus the fun one that had more of like the characters and things on it. But that was the one where it was really, really crowded. So we didn't do it. You know, all I remember is I absolutely destroyed you. You annihilated me. I and w- your dad, I think, was with us I then was too, like, right? Yeah, I was like draining holes in ones like it was going out of style. Well, let's not talk about what happened to you in Tahoe, okay? Yeah, that- <laughs> Tahoe, Tahoe mini golf went south on me, but I, uh, I annihilated you he, in Disney. He so. continuously hit it. There was a wheel that kept going around that had paddles on it. And he continuously kept hitting the ball into the paddles until I actually was rolling on the ground laughing at him because I've never beaten him so badly at mini golf. It was not my finest moment. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> 
So the next couple tips are around food, how to save money on food. My favorite topic. Which is, which is a, obviously a major cost when you're going to Disney. So one thing, obviously, is just to have more quick service meals than sit-downs. Quick service is going to cost you about 15 to $20 a person on average, whereas a sit-down is going to be closer to 30 or 40 Now, we're not even including character meals because they're even more. We'll get to that in a second. So obviously, more quick serve is going to save you money. So I recommend, especially if you're trying to save some money, maybe on a little bit of a budget, just have like one or two sit-down meals. Pick like a key restaurant or two that you want to eat at if you want to have a nicer meal and have that. And then do the rest as quick serve because again, it's going to save you a lot more money having more quick serve than doing a sit down restaurant like for lunch or dinner every single night that because that's going to add up really, really quick. And the quick serve restaurants, again, you know, if you're not super familiar, they're not necessarily all cut and dry the same food. Um, there are ones that have pizza. There are ones that have like hot dogs there are ones that have chicken fingers, which you kind of expect, but there are ones that are a little bit more specialized as well. We always talk about, our absolute favorite, which is over in Animal Kingdom, and that's Suli Canteen. They have really awesome bowls, which, you know, it kind of reminds you a little bit of, um, for lack of a better comparison right now, Chipotle, where you can create your own bowl and put everything in it yeah, that you, you want. Yeah, you can pick what you want. Yeah. yeah, and so basically if you get a bowl that you don't like, it's kind of your fault. <laughs> I mean, unless you get something that you want to try and you don't know what it tastes like. But it's, it's a really good place to eat, and not to mention – it's also a place that you can eat if you're trying to kind of eat a little bit more on the healthy side. I think that you can kind of tailor it that way because it's grains, it's protein, it's it's a lot of your more basic food groups that you need to get more of. So uh, that's my absolute favorite. But there's a lot of really great quick serve restaurants. We did, we did a whole episode on just the top rated restaurants in Disney World, both quick service and table service. Right. So and if you if you're interested in that, you can go check that out if you're looking for other inspiration. And to you know just quickly rehash another tip that we've said before is you know there are some places like the magic kingdom um i feel like their quick service restaurants aren't so good but you know you have the poly you have the contemporary you have uh, a couple really nice hotels that do have quick service places that are really delicious in them that are just a short monorail monorail right away so that's also available to you if you're not feeling like eating the quick service restaurants inside the parks and if you're a person that's a little bit pickier or maybe say you're going down to do a race or maybe you have some sort of dietary need where you don't want to eat in the parks another one of our tips is that you can also just bring your own food yeah that's a great way to save money it's just don't pay disney prices right so um we've been down there before where we've seen people order like the amazon groceries and have them de delivered to their rooms. yeah amazon or like walmart like any of those places where you can kind of order ahead of time and just have it delivered or go pick it up right and i mean you know smuckers makes those little pb and j things i mean there's tons of things that you can bring that you can eat on the go. Disney lets you bring them into your, their parks. Also, you can bring your own water. You don't have to buy bottled water and it's better for the environment. And there are free water bottle fillers around, or you can just walk up to any place that has water and ask them for water. They will give you free water. Fountain. Right. Not just bottled water. Right. They won't give you free bottled water. That'd be nice. But they, <laughs> don't, they don't do that. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, ordering from like Amazon or even like Walmart, like there's a lot of like those grocery chains down there that do food delivery, mm -hmm. you know, so they'll deliver it 
right to the hotel or you know when you're down there because hey there's no magical express anymore you know you got to take an uber anyways maybe have a stop at you know and pick something up at one of the grocery stores nearby on, on your way in and then you have you know food for the week you have snacks at least and save some money and even some things you know things like breakfast where maybe you're not so into eating the stuff at the park even if you can cover one of your meals and you say, okay, well, I'm going to get bananas and I'm going to get oatmeal or something. I mean, even if you just don't buy a Mickey pretzel, they're like $6 now, six, <laughs> $7. Even if you like can save not buying a Mickey pretzel every day, it, but, that's going to add up. Nibbling those ears is so Yeah, good. I mean, it's good. They're good. I'm just saying, but it, it, it adds up after a while. Yeah, it so. does. All right, so so talking specifically character meals, because a lot of people really want to do character meals, and especially if you have young kids um, or you're adults like us who just like hanging out with the characters. <laughs> you know, no, uh, no shame in that. Uh, but if you're interested in doing a character meal, there definitely are differences in prices, and there are ways to save because character meals can be very expensive. So the recommendation here is go for breakfast. Because breakfast is significantly cheaper than lunch or dinner. So most character breakfasts are around $45 for an adult, whereas lunch or dinner for character meals are around $60 plus. So for example, Cinderella Royal Table, which is a very popular character meal because it's in Cinderella Castle. All the princesses are there. That's definitely one that people try to get. Breakfast is $29 for children, $45 for adults. Later in the day for lunch or dinner, it's $39 for children and $67 for adults. So you're saving about $10 per child and over $20 per adult by going for breakfast versus lunch or dinner. So if you want to do a character meal, definitely do it for breakfast. And I think most of the character meals we've done, at least the ones I feel like that have been the best. So we did Topolino's and then we did one, I I forget, I think it was Tusker House. They were Mm -hmm. both breakfast. So, and- I think those were really great. Like I And we did. We did Ohana. As yeah, well. we did Ohana too for breakfast. So we tend to do breakfast because I think it's nice because it's first thing in the morning. Topolinos is my favorite of those. I think that's nice for breakfast because it's first thing in the morning and it's easier to plan your day around that because you know, hey, I have to be here mm-hmm. at eight o'clock. The parks aren't open yet. It's the first thing I'm gonna do. I don't have to worry about, oh, I'm in the Magic Kingdom waiting in line, but now I have to get to Cinderella's Royal Table at one o'clock, and I'm, you know, it line for, it's for Space Mountain at twelve thirty, and interrupts the flow of your day. So that's kind of an added benefit too. Of you can start your day, you know what you're doing, and you kind of get that character meal out of the way, and then you have your whole other rest out of your day of just free. Way. Oh, that's poor of choice of words yeah, there. Yeah, but but you know it's done, and you're not then worried about the rest of the day. You're not you're not interrupting your day because right. you don't want to miss a seventy dollar. Uh, meal because they're gonna charge you for it if you don't show up so oh boy yeah I, I i definitely agree with that i think that you know breakfast is is really excellent to go for um just because there are so many great places and like i said topolinos is i think my favorite of those because their costumes are so adorable and um the view at topolinos is amazing and the bread basket like pastry basket basket they give you is top notch so i that's my favorite out of all of them that we've done so far. Another thing that can be really, really expensive whenever you're on your trip is my favorite department, which is the merch department. And you go into any of these stores, you know, you look to buy like a sweatshirt and it's 60 plus dollars a lot of the times. So my biggest tip for, you know, avoiding spending all of that money is you can avoid those stores or 
inside the parks, but go to Kohl's or Target or even like ThreadUp, which is a reused. Even like, like look on Etsy. Like it's oh, yeah. a handmade custom, you know, that's more one of a kind type design. Right. And you can get those things before you get to the park. And then that way, once you're in the parks, um, you can sport your love for Stitch or Simba or whatever character you you want. But you aren't dropping a, a, gratuitous, a gratuitous amount of money on, you know, that spirit jersey or whatever that just costs so much money. So uh, a bonus tip and kind of something I, I just thought about, you know, if, if you do plan to go to the parks and you do want to spend some money on merchandise, buy gift cards ahead of time or take cash. Because it's it's been shown psychologically if you have to pay cash for something that you are less likely to spend as much money because you physically have to hand it to somebody and you see it dwindling. Whereas, you know, if you use a credit card, it seems like it never goes away. The magic bands, I mean, Disney's talked about how (laughs) once they instituted the magic bands, you know, revenue per guest went through the roof because people just, boop, it's so easy to scan that magic band and you have no idea how much you're spending until... You leave and then you get the receipt at the end of the trip. Wait, we trip. actually pay for that? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. <laughs> and at the end of the trip, you, you know, you get that giant receipt. And it's like, hey, I never get that you receipt. Spent. Yeah, you, you know, do. Yeah, you don't look at it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's why they I'm call me about. the merch queen and you're yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's very easy to scan that magic band. No, no I'm consequences. Really good. I'm, it's actually a talent of mine. It's a hidden talent. So if anybody, if anybody wants to, you know, if there was any see. sort of like theme park Olympics, Oh my I gosh. do think you would have a shot at meddling on like merch spend and some sort of, you know, like, like kind of like, um, like Guy Fieri, they have that like su- supermarket suite type <laughs> thing where like you're running around. It's like, go find, you know, go find this item and bring it to your cart. Like, I feel like you could, you could win something like that. I think I could. And if there was like the running element and in, incorporated yeah, in true. that, I mean, I think I would be very, very good at that. So, you know, once Disney institutes their own version of Guy's Grocery Games, then um, I would, got chicken guy. I would love to to be involved in that. So, please contact me, Angela, <laughs> from the Enchanted Ears podcast. So, yeah. So, so, so take cash, take a gift card, and that way you can kind of limit your your spending. But I think, like you said, buy stuff ahead of time. Uh, there's a lot of stores that sell Disney stuff now that don't have Disney prices and it's just as nice. And sometimes it's nicer yeah. because everybody has the same stuff that's in the theme parks. You can get something that's a little bit different. A few years ago, you got me a super cute because Amazon is in Kohl's and you return something to Amazon and you came home with a really adorable, I think it's like Minnie Mouse riding on a broomstick. It was yeah, a Halloween. Col- it was a Halloween sweatshirt, which was amazing because I wear it to work now and it's, it's very on theme, you know, and uh, I enjoy it. All right. This list is quickly turning into a top 10 list. So <laughs> we are we're seven in. Um, so we'll, we'll make this top 10 ways Round to save out. money uh, on your next trip. So we'll go three more here. So our next tip is to stay off site. So you don't always have to stay on property. I know that's definitely what we like to do is to stay on property because there are benefits to staying on property. But lately Disney has expanded those benefits to a lot of the other hotels in the area. And there's a lot of hotels specifically at Disney Springs, which you could walk to Disney Springs to. Mm -hmm. So we actually uh, stayed at the uh, Hilton uh, Lake Buena Vista when we went before the dopey, because we ended up going a, a day earlier than we in, initially planned, mm-hmm. and so we just did one. We were night worried about there. flights. Yeah, so so we did one night there, 
you could walk. There's a walkway over to Disney Springs, so that that's nice. Um, there's also I know I've stayed at the uh, Hilton Bonnet Creek, which is right by Art of Animation and Pop Century. So again, just because it's off site, quote unquote, you know, not Disney, doesn't mean you're you know 20 minutes away. You're still very close to property or even on property, and they have buses that take you to the parks for free. Like they have all of those additional amenities, but you can often get them for much cheaper prices than Disney hotels and even cheaper than something like an all-star resort, maybe a nicer hotel than like staying at the all-stars for roughly the same price or maybe a little bit cheaper. So definitely look around if when you're going, it seems like, hey, these Disney hotels are very expensive or maybe the all-stars aren't available. Look around for some of the other hotels in the areas because it's not like you're going to lose out on free transportation, those sorts of things. So a lot of these hotels are at Disney Springs. So then of course, that's like a really awesome place to spend time in one of our suggestions for saving money anyway. So make a day out of it. Exactly. Another thing you can do is go during the quote unquote off season, (laughs) which is becoming more and more limited. um, I think just because Disney is seems to be more crowded than ever. And then also the off season used to be when it was a little bit cooler weather in Orlando. And I feel like that doesn't exist anymore because it was still 70 plus degrees in the beginning of January, which was crazy when we were just there. These are 2022 dates, but just to kind of give you an idea, some of the times that are a little bit cheaper to go on, this is from WDW prep school, uh, but January 2nd to the 5th, January 9th to the 13th, Uh, January 17th to February 9th. So that January beginning of the year is definitely a good time to go. Which makes sense because it's right after school break, so they probably have a low time. Yep. And then speaking of of school breaks, the other good time to go is kind of August, September. So um, WDW Prep School recommended for 2022, August 7th to September 1st or September 5th to the 10th. So basically those weekdays, you know, not Labor Day weekend, but especially like late August, like right after kids go back to school, mm-hmm. it's pretty dead at Disney. Like you could definitely see a massive drop in wait time. So those are all good times to go. Another good time where it's a little bit cheaper, maybe crowds are a little bit uh, less, is like right after Thanksgiving, to the beginning of December. That's usually uh, a good period as well because it's after the Thanksgiving crowd, but before the Christmas and New Year crowd. So those are all good times to go. You know, if you're interested in looking again, those are kind of 2022 dates, but those time periods usually work every year. Rooms tend to be a little bit cheaper. There may be some offers from Disney. Crowds are a little bit better. So look for those times to go to save a little bit extra money. Yeah, absolutely. Our final tip is just to pick a few keystone experiences that you really know you want to do that you know are going to make your trip special that you've probably saved up for as well. So for example, if you're a huge Star Wars fan and it's really important to you to go to Sabi's workshop and to create your own lightsaber, then, you know, do that, but then maybe kind of make up for that by eating a lot of quick service or bringing your own food. Um, I bet you any money. I mean, those lightsabers are pretty expensive, but I bet you if you brought your own food and probably like breakfast and uh, lunch and you brought your own, I bet you could probably save the like $200, $250. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, I think this is a good tip because, uh, you know, again, and, and 
humans have a tendency kind of getting like the psychology of things too, where, you know, they always say you kind of remember the most recent experience best. So if you had a really great time and something terrible happens at the end, you miss your flight, they lose your luggage, something like that, that's going to kind of cloud your judgment for the whole trip. You're going to think, oh, that, that maybe wasn't as fun as it was. But, you know, if it maybe rained for the first three days of your trip and then the fourth day of your trip, you know, you get to sing with the Dapper Dans on Main Street, which that, I mean, <laughs> doesn't happen, but that would yes. be so insane. You're going to remember that and you're going to be like, this is the greatest trip in the world. You're not even going to remember that it rained and you didn't do much the first three days. So it's a good point of come up with, yeah, what's your keystone experience? What's something you really want to do? Is it Savi's workshop? Is it a character meal? Is it a tour you've always been wanting to do? Like the Keys to the Kingdom tour is a great tour. You know, it's a couple hundred bucks, but like you're always going to remember that. You're going to have so many great memories from that that it will be worth it. So do that, but then also time it so it's towards the end of your trip so that you your trip ends on a high. Like you want it to end on a great note, something that you had the most fun doing so that when you look back, you're not going to remember how tired you were or how hot it was in Florida or, or how <laughs> no, you you'll were, still remember how hot it was in Florida. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, or how you're waiting in lines. Like you're not going to remember all that stuff. You're just going to remember what's the fun stuff I did? What, what was that great experience I had at the end? Like it ended on such a good note. It was such a good trip and you loved it. And it's a great way of saving some money because you don't have to do something crazy and over the top every single day. If you really focus on, yeah, what's the one or two really key things I want to do and doing them again towards the end. So you're going to remember that more. I would say that, you know, doing a run Disney race is great evidence of what you just said. You know, the thing that you do last being the thing you remember the most, you don't necessarily like really dwell on the fact that you have to get up at like 2.30 in the morning. You just remember the glory you of the You just remember finish. the glory of meeting the characters and finishing the race. So that's why you go back and do it again. And then every time you sign up again, you're like, dude, I have to get up at like 3 o'clock in the morning to do this. This is yeah, insane. Re- yeah, that realization comes up of like, why did I sign up for this again? Yeah. And then you run the race. You're right. You get the pictures. You get the finish line. You get the medal. And you're like, this is why I did it. This, this is, is why amazing. I did it. Yeah. I'm gonna sign up for another one. And right. it's just a cycle. It just keeps repeating yeah. itself. Well, they do. They have the signups for like the next race very close after <laughs> the ones. So like, you're still on that runner's high. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna do the next one. Then you're like, wait. What? And then you have a year to think about why did I do this again? Uh-huh. That's which is where we're we, at. We he, signed up for Disneyland. And it's like. Now we got a year and it's like, okay, did we really, did we think this one through? But it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, the half marathon doesn't scare me. It, it, it's the marathon distance. That was, that was rough. Yeah. So that wraps up our 10 ways to save money. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Like what are ways you save in the parks? What, what's a tip that maybe we didn't cover that you think would be good for other people to know? Maybe it's a secret tip and you don't want anybody else to know. That's fine. <laughs> if you got like a really good hack at saving money. Um, but if it's something you'd like to share, let us know. Uh, head over to our Facebook page, Enchanted Ears, or Instagram, Enchanted Ears Podcast. Let us know. Uh, if we get some good ones, we'll, we'll maybe share them on a future episode. I want to thank everybody again for listening this week. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.